welcome back to the Micro Advice Podcast. Today, our spotlight is once again on Sentisum, a UK-based startup that leverages AI and natural language processing to help companies deliver a strong customer experience. If you joined us last time, you heard from founder and CEO Sharad Kandawal discuss the journey and future of CX. Today, we are here with Ben Goody, Head of Branding and Demand Gen at Sentisum. Ben, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thanks so much for having me on. Really appreciate it. Ben, that's great. And since our last conversation, uh, I was really looking forward to this and the deep dive into what Sentisum is doing. So if you uh, listened to the last version of this episode, you heard the founder and CEO, Sharad, talk a lot about the future of CX and what Sentisum is doing, how it started, how you're delivering value to the customers. But today I want to dig deeper into how you're building the brand in this novel CX space. So getting started, I think most of us know that building a brand is really tough work, especially now, given these difficult times for small businesses. So what are some of the activities you've seen work well or not so well when identifying and attracting new customers, particularly to a novel software like this one? Yeah. That's a great question. That's, uh, it's, it's definitely is hard to build a brand. It's one of those things that takes years um, and it's an iterative process of like failing over and over again in different ways. I think so. The, the, there's a few ways that are we're like starting where we're seeing like things happening and like things like a customer's finding us that way. Like if you're, if you're a new company, the way I would think about, uh, I guess, attracting new customers is is there like firstly is there existing demand out there Wait, if, if there is existing demand like we have kind of a it's like an ai product cx analytics there are people out there who want it already so then it becomes our job to to, to help them find us basically so if we want to track like capture the existing demand this is what we've been doing the last the last year or so doing everything we can to capture the people who are already out there looking for our product making sure we are top uh, top of the search results when when they're looking for an AI-based like support ticket analytics product. The other side of that equation is can we make more demand? Like there could be there, there's obviously a lot of companies out there who aren't yet using AI in this in their contact center um, or for CX. So how can we create more of that demand? Um, and the way that we've seen working like most successfully really is 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 like social media uh, and and what like it's called kind of content-based networking which i guess you're kind of full, fully aware of um which is stuff like podcasting how can we uh, co-create content with our community and, and a group of people in the industry that helps us build relationships with them but also leverage their network of other people in the industry and really try to like punch above our weight in terms of brand like it, we don't have to be the household name but if we're everywhere on LinkedIn with people who are our kind of ideal customer, we're interviewing them, they're posting about us. Uh, that's the goal, really, is just to grow our social network and brand. That's fascinating. And those are very good ways around selling and getting the brand out there. Uh, ben, I wanted to ask, you brought up something about understanding the market and identifying if there's a demand out there. How did you do that? How do you validate the idea and that it could be a viable product even beyond just being viable, but also that there, there's a sizable demand for a particular problem mm. to be solved, like, like you're solving. I guess I was lucky enough to not, to not be at the beginning of this company 
where we spent years trying to make a product and, and validating that it works with customers or that people want it. Um, a lot of the early stuff was just reaching out to people and building like low-key networks and getting people to test and try the product. From a from an organic kind of search traffic perspective, you can quite easily, there's a lot of tools out there you can easily kind of validate like are people, what are people searching for? One of the ways that you could be looking for us, if you're searching for like a voice of the customer tool or technology, how many people per month? With this tool like Ahrefs, you can type in voice of the customer tools. You can see that like a few hundred people every month are searching for that. Valid, it kind of validates to, to some extent that there are people out there looking for it. Okay, makes sense. So, Ben, how do you segment your customers and do you apply different tactics for demand gen based on those segments? I think we naturally know that we will pick up different people from different areas. Like not everyone's on LinkedIn where we're trying to grow our brand. Um, but I wouldn't say that we're deploying like different tactics at this point for, for all of them. I think we're not at that scale, I would say, like where we, where we can really see the numbers and be like, okay, this is how we're going to do that. And, but ultimately, like what we're, what we're looking for in, in companies that we get, like we're, we're trying to work with, those that like already care about customer experience. And typically, like B2C companies that have enough volume of, of customer support contacts and uh, customer support conversations that you can like get meaningful insights from them um, or, or the automations will actually save a significant amount of time. So it makes sense to buy a product around it. Um, so there's a particular size we'll go after. Um, and then we were like, we experimented for a little bit about around help desks. So we were going for Zendesk customers for quite a while and just like creating the best product for them. But we've now sort of expanded out of that eco- ecosystem just to other, other help desks because actually um, we just saw that there was like opportunity across all of them. I think it's always a question that comes up in every founder's mind of when do you start segmenting customers? Uh, mm. When do you start building these segments? And it seems based on what you said, unless I misunderstood it or misinterpreted it, but as early as possible, start building these different segments and then tracking progress within each of those. Even if you don't have a ton of customers in one particular segment, keep moving it forward and growing. Is that something you've seen work I would, I, well? Yeah, I think I, I would just start, like if you're, if you're a startup, go after the person and the group of people who is most likely to see the value from your product. Like don't go for the people, just if you kind of spray and pray, you're likely to come across a lot of people who don't get it. Why not try to get your first 10 customers who do get it and then raise some money and hire some people who know what they're doing and then and then go after the more difficult ones that's kind of how i think i think about it very good sage advice Uh, so ben i know there's a ton of traffic already out there around the importance of focusing on a strong customer experience you had mentioned that a a few minutes ago in your Mm -hmm. response so how are you focusing on or Better yet, where have you seen some good experiences, whether within Sentisum or, or other organizations around staying relevant and sustaining momentum in this space, just given that there's a ton of content out there on CX? Interesting. So, so building a brand in this space, even though there's already a lot of people building brands in this space. For me, like the best brands I've seen um, 
always sort of tap into something that people are feeling but not talking about at the moment like that's how i think about branding um so like an industry sort of like underlying feeling of or like why are people uncomfortable like uncomfortable with something and they're not happy with something um and the best brands sort of make that their enemy and just talk endlessly about like half of branding is just showing up on a daily basis just being there um being there being present saying the same thing over and over again um and that's how you that is how you break through I and mean, picking picking something that people like some people resonate with um others might not others might disagree but either way that doesn't really matter and then just saying it over and over again um something unique is also good but um i think you can find that mixture of of not many people talking about it but also a lot of people feel it and that's when you get your kind of like gem of of, of a brand i think realizing that linkedin is not just somewhere that you can talk about your brand all day and people want to listen to it having a healthy mix of of like this is the value that we give to you like for free this is like let me teach you about this let me share this podcast with you let me show all that and then kind of earning the right to talk about yourself um i think that's the best people on linkedin are doing that like they're a good healthy mixture of building awareness of what they do but also sharing value okay that's great perfect uh, so final question for today do you have any tips or tricks for startups or small businesses seeking to be leaders in customer experience and what they might be able to do right from the start? That's a good question. I think a, a lot of great customer experiences uh, and even customer support is just like people want to be heard and know that you're dealing with it. So that's something that we try to do. But I, I, anyway, um, I guess the, the few ideas that I have, okay, I would say if you want to be good at customer experience, you've got to talk to your customers um, finding new ways to talk to them. If you're small, you can just talk to them and, and like just one-on-one, -on -one, that's great. If you're a bit bigger, uh, you, there's many other ways. Like obviously we advocate a lot for support tickets because uh, if you have a meaningful amount of support tickets, they're perfect for why people are unhappy. Uh, the, pr the frictions they're having, like if you're an e-commerce company, why they can't check out, why they're just like, what stopping them, what barriers are there to finding what they want, all those things, like just really rich, full of insight. Um, and so we always will advocate for support tickets. Something we've done recently is uh, is create a Slack channel with our customers. I think that's that's great. Instead of them having to email us, they can just like drop us a message, and we can deal with their problems. If you're a B two C company, I probably wouldn't do that. But on B two B side, like we have you know fewer customers, they're not doing it all day, but they can. They are already bringing up problems that they might not have because they can just just quick things, quick questions. So I think being being extremely available to your customers is is the best way to be a leader in customer experience. No, oh, that's, that's fantastic. I really like the idea about the Slack channel for quick and faster access to help and support. Great. Well, Ben, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us today. This is very, very good uh, information you're sharing about what you've seen work well and, and maybe not so well in the market and, and how to, how to you know, best be a leader. My pleasure. Honestly, thanks so much for having me on. It's been a, uh, like very, very well thought out questions. So thanks. And thank you all for listening. If you have any thoughts on a customer experience podcast topic, drop me a line on LinkedIn. As always, you can find this episode and many more uh, a micro advice on Spotify, YouTube, and iTunes. Have a great weekend. See you back here. Same place, same time next week. Bye now.